I'm Phil Rickaby, and I'm a writer and performer, and I am also an introvert. I'm Jess McCauley, and I am a theater maker, and I am also an introvert, and this is the Introvert's Guide to... On the Introvert's Guide 2, we talk about the introvert life and how to live it to the fullest. We'll choose a topic and discuss it, as well as try to find other helpful hints on social media and on the internet at large. If you want to drop us a line, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Introvert Guide 2, the number 2, and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. If you want to send us a message, you can do that through the website, or you can email us at introvertsguidetostuff at gmail.com. And remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide to. And if you like the podcast and you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a comment and a five-star rating. Your comments and ratings help new people find the show. But even better, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, if you know someone that might like The Introvert's Guide to, tell them about it. Some of our favorite podcasts became our favorites because someone we know told us about them. All right, Jess, we're both like taking a second to <sighs> take a deep breath um, because there is a there is a good chance we may get riled up on this topic. Oh, I already am. <laughs> you're, already, you're already riled up. Okay. Um, so when you presented this article to me the last time we spoke, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I, I got fired up. I got fired up. You got fired up. We got our backs up and I was like, okay, we're going to have to deal with this. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself as the week went on, I was like, so first off the article title, it's in it's an Inc. magazine article, I believe. Yes. And it's called There Are No Such Things as Introversion or Extroversion. And I was like, oh, come for me, Matt. Like, I was just like, so, so ready to go. But, you know, we have to save that for the podcast. Mm-hmm. As I sort of thought about it for the week, I was like, maybe he's just writing. Maybe that's a... Um, the editor wrote an inflammatory uh, headline to try to get people in to, to make some comments, to get people riled up with the article. Maybe it's really more about how there's a spectrum. Um, and maybe it's not that bad. So before we jump into this, Jim, uh, the author is Joshua Spodek. So he holds a PhD in astrophysics and an MBA from Columbia. He's a four-time TEDx speaker, and he's a podcast host for This Sustainable Life. He talks a lot about leadership, and um, he is is great at (laughs) self-help. He has made his empire, and and he's a coach. And he he has something going for himself, okay? So I just want to be very clear that I only am addressing this article mm. and not the rest of his work. Okay. Because he has clearly done some great things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the article. Let me um, 
crack out my notes. I made a lot. So introverts, we have linked this article for you to read. It is long and it's something to take with a grain of salt. But essentially, Spodek wants to prove how MBTIs or even just the labels of extrovert, introvert, they worsen our life. That is a direct quote. They can worsen our life. First thoughts on that, Phil. Just just first thoughts. They can worsen our life. See, the thing is that I I have to disagree with the idea that that just those things can worsen our life. I to me, once I came to terms with the fact that I leaned introvert, my life got better because I wasn't miserable trying to force myself to be what people said I should be, which, mm-hmm. you know, as you know, one of our conceits for this show is that introverts live in an extrovert's world. Mm-hmm. And so as long as I kept trying to play in the extrovert sandbox, I was goddamn miserable mm-hmm. all the time. And once I came to terms with the fact that socially I don't work in that san- in the way that the extroverts do, then I came to terms. I was more satisfied with my life and more content with things. I'd like to add as well, just to, before we go into this, before we really dive in, we also help other introverts lay down their own boundaries. Something that I feel we have such a hard time talking about is saying what we need. We always say it, but it's something that helps improve our own lives, our own inner peace and well-being is being able to embrace what we need in the moment rather mm. than people pleasing, which introverts can be guilty for, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think just one of the things, I mean, we acknowledge that there's a spectrum of introversion that there's, we've talked about, about ambiverts. And I do want to say that there are a lot of people that I know who previous to the pandemic identified themselves as extroverts who have been finding themselves sliding a little bit more onto the introvert side. Now, they are feeling like they want to burst back into their extrovert side, but sliding back into a bit more of an introvert uh, uh, expression of, 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 of their social life is sort of a protective way. It sort of shows how there is a bit of a fluidity to the spectrum, but like knowing, like having an idea of where you fall and what works for you is like so important. Again, like you said, Jess, about creating boundaries. I like to liken MBTIs to social ergonomics. It helps me figure out what is going to work, what is not going to work. And if I have the ability to experiment, I will. Sure. I mean, we've talked about the Myers-Briggs and we've talked about how problematic it is and how, Mm -hmm. you know, depending on the day, I get a different result, which makes it, which makes Myers-Briggs unscientific. Yes. But... Myers and Briggs did not invent the idea of introvert and extrovert. Young did. So like that, the fact that the MBTI can be, is, is a little bit, eh. wow, great, great, great wording there, Phil. Um, the <laughs> fact that the MBTI is not like super accurate doesn't change the fact that, that introvert and extrovert is, is a thing. Well, that's just it. You touched on it. You touched on exactly where I feel that this 
where the overall article has the flaw is he doesn't believe in, and I quote this, the system, because it has no scientific basis. But I mean, honestly, why would it? It's not qua- it's not quantitative research. Mm, it's qualitative. No. And it's to say that there needs to be some sort of scientific basis to put people into in order to stop people from going into a box, you're inherently putting them in a box. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Absolutely. So I just I that's where I feel like this is where the article is immediately going to go downhill. I just wonder like can you can you I, I mean he says that he's like against the system what system is he against he's against the mbti system because that's a lot of people are but what's oh, what absolutely. system is he against so directly quoting it says some people may lie somewhere in the middle of the axis having some introverted traits and some extroverted traits but not the full amount that a pure introvert or extrovert would have of each people commonly believe it but it has no solid scientific basis, at least not that I know of. I'd love to learn otherwise. Still, when someone believes it, it influences them, and to the extent they don't realize it's a belief, it becomes part of their reality they fight to hold on to. He goes on to say, as Einstein said, whether you can observe a thing or not depends on the theory which you use. It is the theory which decides what can be observed. thoughts you know there's this this the 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 problem that i'm having so far is i feel like you like he's not a psychologist he's not a psychiatrist so i'm curious about the research that he's done because it feels more like he's just saying what he wants to be true mm-hmm He's talking about how there's no qualitative research behind this, but I'd like to see his qualitative. Like, you can't say, like, prove to me that God does not exist. You can't say that. You can't say, prove to me that introversion and extroversion do not exist. Like, you cannot not prove a thing. It's just, it's bad science and it's bad. It's it's a bad approach because much like when the flat earthers use scientific methods to try to prove that the earth is flat and discount everything that screams at them that the earth is round. When you approach, when you uh, start out your, your, your search for information saying, I want to prove that there's no such thing as introvert and extrovert. Then you've already failed. Well, here's the thing, Phil, because you've said that and because you think that way, he does go on to say that you and I suffer from a confirmation bias, which we, which to an extent, I will say that every single person on planet earth suffers from some form of confirmation bias. We have a perceived truth. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. That is, that is how we move through the world. That said, like I said, once I accepted that socially, once I accepted what I need socially in the world. I became a happier person, in which case that's not doing me harm. I think, and again, I mean, I know you have a lot of notes, but again, it seems to me like for him, this idea, I don't know, divides us or, or, or causes, some, causes some people pain because it's what they believe they are. But accepting that I'm an introvert 
has made made me happier than trying to act in a way that was uncomfortable. And that's just it is I think one of the things that will bother you is and it certainly bothered me is he calls it the or model. And again, I'm going to use a lot of air quotes. So listeners, I will point out when I'm using these yes, air, there's quotes. Some air quotes around R. <laughs> You're also doing a very good job of saying air quotes with your voice when you said the or. Yes. Thank you. Or model. He's suggesting that we would never say somebody who is, and he uses this example, we would ne- never say somebody who is fit cannot be intelligent and vice versa. But that's not what the MBTI suggests either. That's coming from me. Like mm. He believes that we're stereotyping ourselves and that we are so rooted in this bias that we will never see that we can be a little extroverted at times or a little introverted. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, do you, I don't think you know the community very well. I, don't think, you know, I really don't think he knows what he's talking about. And, 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 you know, all respect to him as a scientist and the things that he's done. But like, here's the problem is that we've been talking for so long about how there are different flavors of introvert and it's a spectrum. We've talked to our ambivert friends and we've talked to, we've, you know, we've talked about uh, how, you know, where, where we sit on say the, the, the MBTI spectrum, which actually shows you how much of a percentage of, of introvert and extrovert you have. And most people have a little of both. There's no mm-hmm. or model involved in this. We accept. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the fact that, 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 you know, we're able to operate in the world and, you know, I can, when I need to turn on the extrovert, it exhausts the hell out of me, but, you know, we can turn it on when we need to. And there are times when, when our, int- an extroverted side might come out depending on the environment, but we're no, we, none of us, it's at least in our conversations have claimed that there is an, like you can only be one or the other. That's, mm-hmm. that would deny that all of our ambivert friends are, are, non-existent. It's so true. And I think about our conversations about introverts, the um, introverts being shy. That's who you are is you're shy. And it's, it's insulting. I never once said that, or it's when people mislabel you and they say, but you're so like talkative and social and it's a no, this is who I am. And they fight you on it. And Mm -hmm. it's, I never said that I don't ever want to talk to people. I never said that. Yeah, I just I know my boundaries. I know my limits and I play within it. Like, that's yeah, all it no, is. And I think I think that's the thing that understanding again, say what you need, know what you need, like and 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 work within your boundaries. These are things that are empowering rather than inhibiting because they do allow us to have a, a to, to to get through the world to 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 understand what we need so that we're not exhausting. And it makes us it gives you the tools to be a happier person as you work, move through the world. I think the part that when he when he goes on to talk about the or model, and I'm going to take a lot of quotes from this, folks, because I'm going to walk us through this. The this model says that fitness and intelligence are independent of each other. That fitness doesn't imply a lack of intelligence, nor does it in nor does intelligence imply a lack of fitness. You can be fit and intelligent. You don't have to sacrifice one for the other. People who believe this model 
reject that fitness has any biological correlation with intelligence. They teach it to their kids, hoping to motivate their kids to be fit and intelligent, or at least discourage them from thinking doing well in one area might hurt them in another. You'd also expect people who believed the OR model would resist teaching their kids this model for the same reason. They'd fear their kids would think they could have both and in trying for both unwittingly sacrifice some of the one they valued. I hated reading that. (laughs) I'm the fact that there's a, there's, there's, there's a false equivalency in the, the fit versus intelligent model that he's using there to, to back up his, his argument, because those two are completely unrelated. Extrovert and introvert are about social interaction. Mm-hmm. Whereas fit and, in, and intelligent are two different things. One is physical and one is, one is mental is, 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 you know, mental ability. You would, in order to, to a more, a better comparison would be fit and, unhealthy or like you know some gym rat versus video game not gym rat like i don't know but like like something on the fitness scale would be a would be a a a more accurate comparison rather than fit versus intelligence those two are completely unrelated absolutely and you know the worst part is is that he creates the and model Mm -hmm. so the and model is how they can each relate to each other. Again, they they do act independently, but it's the way that we want to shape ourselves within these skills. And I, again, I get it, but I feel like that's exactly what we're doing is using his quote unquote, the and model. I can once again, be introverted and enjoy a Friday night cleaning my closet with that rum and Coke but then the next day go to a big theater gathering and then plan my and plan the rest of my week from there. I I don't inhibit my skills. The thing is, is the use of the and model quote. I feel like he's saying that we also are not going to believe that this model can exist and therefore we won't strive for the success that we, that we should be striving for, which isn't true. I don't base my success and my life goals off of my introversion. Is there, is there, is, is he like one of the, like, is he specifically targeting the idea of the introvert as something that inhibits people? Because I can't imagine that he would be saying that an extrovert is, 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 is holding themselves back. Is he specifically coming for the introvert in this article? He's coming for both. He he's absolutely he goes for everything. It's just a laying it down, but just in our context of who we are. Yeah. And because we do strongly identify with introversion, it's I can't help but feel insulted. No, absolutely. And you know, the funny thing is, mm-hmm. is like he's he's like saying, you know, he's talking about the or model, which is not how things work, regardless of whether or not he's using a a, a like a, a false equivalency in his argument. The end model is exactly what exists. The mm-hmm. fact that in general, I'm 80%, like when I, my MBTI, when I do the test and this rings true for me, I'm 80% introvert. That means mm-hmm. that there's a little bit of my personality that is extroverted. 
you know, I think you and I are both pretty close to the 80% yeah. introvert, but I know, I know and my girlfriend is like literally almost like right on the line, 50, 50, um, Carlin, who we spoke to is like right on the line, like almost 50, 50 on that. So like that is, everybody's got, everybody's on that spectrum. The and model is, is, is what exists. And, you know, if you lean more introvert, you do that, but you, if you have, if you have, you know, we often use our our extrovert our extroverted qualities in 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 ways to when we have to but like it's all it's about comfort level and it's about social interaction and and yeah it's just like this this idea of of i'm te- i i am bringing to you the and model from on high but that already exists so take a seat well <laughs> here's the thing the dude's about to stand up again because now he's got the two skills model <laughs> the two skills model. Please tell me he about created, the two skills model. Oh, he created so many models in this. There's a lot of diagrams. Okay. I'm going to be reading something for a minute here just to, to help land us on this. So he got rid of the concept of introversion and extroversion as fundamental properties. He uses the term social skills and solo skills instead of introverted and extroverted. So we can guess which is which. Um, Solo being introverted and social being extroverted. Social skills represents behaviors you can learn that are useful in social situations, like to introduce yourself to someone new, to carry on a mutually interesting conversation, to shake hands, and so on. Solo skills represents behaviors you can learn that are useful on your own, like to focus on a solo task, to meditate, to avoid feeling bored, and so on. As with any skills, you have to develop them. People start with few skills in either area. People can develop them in one area, the other, neither, or both. People high in social skills and poor in solo skills behave like so-called extroverts. People with high solo skills and poor in social skills behave like so-called introverts. More importantly, the two skills model suggests you can change how people perceive you and increase your capabilities by improving your skills. Listeners, Phil's face is, it's going between pensive and what he just heard. It's, Um, (laughs) I, there are so many words that are coming uh, to my mind as you read that. And as I looked at the graph on the, on the, on the, on the thing, and I'm going to choose the option where I don't swear. I know this is rare for me. It's rare that I choose that option to not swear. And I might change my mind momentarily. Wow. We really changed after this hiatus. I swear. Now you're choosing not to. I know. (laughs) I'm going to take an opportunity to not choose violence. This is my, uh, this is my chance to not choose violence. Um, But I might, who knows what's going to happen. Um, I don't think he understands what he's talking about. Because again, I think he's confusing shyness for introvert. And I think that is hampering his whole argument because as we've discussed, like I can strike up a conversation. I have a whole podcast 
where I strike up com- meaningful conversations with mostly strangers. I've done it in person and I've done it over the, over the uh, remotely. I've done it in all kinds of ways. And that's never been a problem. Having a, uh, a great conversation has never been a problem. Meeting somebody shaking their hand and looking them in the eye has never been a problem. You and I get up on stage and we perform. These are, these are not introverted traits or extroverted traits to not do those things. that shyness, not introversion. Introversion has nothing to do with that. It is how we get our energy out in the world and how we are able to use that socially rather than, you know, these things that we can or cannot do. I like the whole, his whole, the whole thing that he's describing here, like literally like the reason why I'm, I'm stammering is because I'm kind of angry about this whole thing. Like, uh, because this, this, this guy is, is, is saying something with the authority of being a PhD and an MBA when he is not like, this is not his area of expertise quite obviously. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's, that's what, what kind of, uh, is, is infuriating to me that, that he's able, he's talking about this making a lot of assumptions, but he clearly does not understand the topic he's speaking on. To me, it's, I absolutely agree with you because he's confused extroverted with the ability to go and socialize and do everything you have to do. And solo being whatever we do in our own time. And that is simply so misguided and not even close to true. It simply means that down to the root of it, I get my energy from myself. I need to take those moments that when I feel I need to go home and be with myself to go and do so. Mm -hmm. I am in no way inhibiting my success, my goals based off of how I choose to socialize. Because if that's the way that he thinks introverts, extroverts are, how wrong. I, how silly. Yeah. I don't, I, I didn't grow up wanting to be a theater artist and go, I, I want to do this. And, and, and this must be, you know, this must be my calling. And it's all based mm. off of my social skills, the things mm. that I, I can do because I can socialize. Like, if that's the case, I'm setting myself up for failure. Yeah. I would be failing then. And I, as we talked about in the last episode with procrastinating, that is so unrelated. They're, they're not related. They're, they, they overlap a little bit um, in that I get comfortable. Do I get comfortable being alone? Yeah. Yeah, of course I do. I want to be alone. I would rather sit at home and do what I want pleasing myself, then go out and do something with other people. But mm-hmm. that's not the way I frame my life either, because I'm a human being. I'm complex. I yeah. have relationships. I have obligations. I have a job. I, I have goals in life. I don't base my successes off of my social skills. That What a silly way to think. Yeah. No. And, and that's the thing is, is, and I think it goes beyond social skills, by the way, mm-hmm. just, just in terms of like, I'm thinking as you're describing that, like by his, by his logic, the fact that when we do fringe festivals, the fact that we are able 
to walk up to people and talk about our shows means that we are not introverts. When that it could not be further from the truth, yes, we are able to do that. But that takes a lot out of us. And so after we do that, we have to rest. That's, that's what makes us introverts, is that we can be social, but that once we do it, once we do these things that, that require a, 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 more, a, a more focused or a more outgoing or a more quote-unquote extroverted mode of, of behaving socially, we have to recharge after. That's the difference. That's, that, that, is, that is it. That's the one difference. Which leads me to the worst point. Phil, he came for Susan Kane. Okay. 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 For those who for those who don't know, Susan Kane is the author of the book Quiet, uh, which is a great book for introverts to read about again, about being an introvert in an extrovert's world. So please go on. Who also gave a TED talk. <laughs> She has also given a TED Talk. And Phil, you touched on something with Fringe, which is it's it's a challenging moment to go up to folks and flyer your show and pitch it and and be around other Fringe artists and, and work your ass off to sell the show, basically. It is a tough gig. He goes on and he says in the article, consider Susan Kane, the author of Quiet, the power of introverts in a world that can't stop talking. Though she describes herself as introverted, she trained to speak in public and now does consistently and performed well enough in her TED Talk to make it one of the most watched. Maintaining the old vocabulary forces her to contort her language, describing herself as an impossibly oxymoronic creature, the public introvert. Dropping that language... She could have just, dropping that language, she could just say she learned new skills, much easier and empowering. I would just like to say, um, I want to take wherever, for, because this is a moronic uh, argument. Forget oxymoronic. This is a moronic argument. Because um, if he knew anything, if he knew the difference between an introvert and a shy person, his whole argument would crumble. The whole argument does not exist if you understand that an introvert is not shy necessarily. Yes, there are shy introverts. There are shy introverts. Uh, we've heard from shy introverts who uh, one of them took us a little bit to task by talking about how an introvert is not shy, but they are two separate things. An introvert is not by definition shy. There are people who are shy and who are introverts and there are people who are introverts who are not shy. It sounds again like that's his whole argument is introvert is shy, extrovert is outgoing. And that's, it's simply not true. It's, it's not true. And that's the whole argument once you, his whole constructed argument falls apart as soon as you, as soon as you take shyness out of the equation. I think the part that hurt me the most was it would be more empowering if she just dropped her, her dropped part of who she was. First off, I think that, I think that the idea, because she's obviously a very empowered person and accepting mm -hmm. herself as an introvert is one of the things that allows her to be empowered. Mm -hmm. What he's saying is 
what would make the world a better place is if we just use my argument, which has no basis, in fact, because I I'm an astrophysicist or whatever, not a social mm-hmm. scientist. Like, and I'm sorry, I can't quite get past that. Like, I know he's done a TED talk, but mm-hmm. you know what? So have a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like, like a TED talk does not necessarily make you an expert. A TED talk makes you um, a person who's able to give a speech. But that is that is like being able to do that or being able to perform, being able to be an engaging person, charismatic person has nothing to do with whether you are extroverted or introverted. And I feel like I'm on a pulpit and I apologize. I apologize. Um, I didn't mean to take everybody to church today and I apologize. Nope. I told you before we started recording, I told you, I said, I'm going to get fired up. You're going to get mad. (laughs) <laughs> you you were right. You were right. I did not expect quite how, how much, but yeah. Yeah. I, is there, is there more, is there more? Cause, or cause, cause there's like, I'm there's not so going in. No, no, there's, you know what? There's, there's a bit more, I'll be honest. There's more, but I have read this article twice now, all mm. the way through. I feel as though you and I have truly covered it mm. because no matter what, the, you're right. The argument has no basis. He literally has nowhere to go mm-hmm. because he has framed us in such a stereotype. Yeah. Because he is trying to find quant. He is trying to find quantitative ways to to describe humans, and it's just it's not possible. You can't do mm. that. That is why we have sociology anthropology Mm. psychology we've got all these different schools of thought too within those little studies and Mm -hmm. i just it's not useful to go any further into the into the article no and and because like i like 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 we've shown he is of of the mistaken opinion that the definition is that an introvert is shy and an extrovert is not Mm -hmm. and that is such not only is it an incorrect assumption but it is such a immature surface assumption that 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 means that he's never spoken to anybody who is an introvert he's going off what he already believes he suffers and from his own confirmation bias he does boom there it is hallelujah there's the answer he suffers from his own confirmation bias yep basically you and i sitting here we obviously don't believe that the two can coexist and be interchangeable Mm. we we don't believe that and that's the thing is when you talk to people even outside of this conversation when you talk to somebody who doesn't have the basis the knowledge, the foundation to even begin to understand these concepts, Hmm. there will be no talking to them. You know, one of the things I was thinking to myself is obviously this is an article that was published in order to get comments and, and, and views and, and people arguing about it on Twitter, but there are no comments on Mm ink.com. Nope. So either people were either, either like, I don't know what the purpose of this article is, uh, because it feels like a, a purposefully inflammatory article. Um, mm-hmm. And like, it's the kind of thing where it's like clickbait. 
And again, like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I didn't want to, I wanted to look up this, this website a little bit more. I, I don't know what exactly ink.com is, but I did go on to Joshua Spodek's website and, and the guy has done quite a bit, but the reason why I put it out there that he is a four-time TEDx speaker is because you said it. Just because you've done it, the only thing you've gained is bragging rights. Sorry, That's I need it. to back up. I need to back up. TED TED what? Talk or TEDx? There's a difference? Oh my God, there is a difference. <gasps> oh, even better. Okay, tell me. Okay, so TED is the big global conference worldwide is a global stage and it's the one where all of the big name people go to. Okay. That okay. it. Yep. Okay. A TEDx conference is like a smaller thing that say um, uh, a university or something has applied to, to, to have a TEDx conference and they they can have people who apply to do their thing but it is not on the same level as the TED conference. Oh my gosh, that makes so much more sense. Okay, okay. So consider the TEDx is like a satellite um conference that um a, a university or something has applied to use the TED name and sometimes on the TED website they will use some really engaging TEDx talks, but it's not the TED conference and it is not a TED talk. That's probably why I was getting confused is because I've seen TED talk post TEDx talks and I've seen them and I've, they've seen them go back and forth, but oh my gosh, that makes so much more sense. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, TED talk, you can't know they don't just let anybody get up there. <laughs> no, they don't. But yeah. again, I mean... I don't want to disparage because I know people who've given some very excellent TEDx talks. I don't physically know anybody who's given a TED talk. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I it's so but that's what I like at the beginning of this. I said, I don't I'm not coming after him. But this article, I'm going to say it is garbage. It is not you know good. What? Here's the thing is the thing is that I mean, I, I, he's an accomplished person. Mm -hmm. He's done a lot. Um, but you said that he's, he's also like a career coach. Yeah. You know what? Here, hold on. Cause, cause here's, here's the thing. And I know people who are, who are career coaches and there's, there are career coaches who are like, they, they're really good, but there's some really bad career coaches. And this almost sounds like a predatory, see, you need my help as a career coach sort of thing. His this is taken right off of his website in the bio. He is a a professor and coach of entrepreneurship and leadership at NYU and Columbia Business School. Okay, that's a little bit different than a career coach. Yes. He speaks on leadership, entrepreneurship, environmental leadership and in institutions at such Boston Consulting Group, Google, IBM, and he goes on and on and on. That's, and then, yeah, that's great. But I think in this case, he, as, as an accomplished person, um, like I'm, I'm sorry, but this article is, is not up to snuff mm -mm. and, um, there's no science to it. There's a lot of, there's a lot of opinion, 
but there's not a whole lot of science to it. That's the thing that set off alarm bells for me, <laughs> is the fact that he wanted to find some sort of scientific basis in, again, quantitative over qualitative for something so psychological. But I mean, the thing is that like he wanted to, but he didn't. Like mm -hmm. there's no citation of 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 studies that he's done. This all sounds like it's just his opinion, mm -hmm. and he's entitled to his opinion. But we are also entitled to say that his his opinion and this this article are bullshit. Listeners, if you know any more information that we may have missed, if he has conducted serious research with any basis send it on our way because now i I'm mean curious. here's the thing here's the thing we need to be careful because because jess and i are not scientists but there's a lot about this what? article i know jess i know i know it's hard to believe but you and i are not scientists i mean we could potentially be cast as scientists one day but we are not that it is i am i am as much a scientist as as the guy who's on tv who says i'm not a doctor but i play one on tv like that is literally <laughs> as close as i will ever come to being a scientist but it doesn't take uh it doesn't take being a scientist to see the flaws in this paper and i don't want to mm -hmm. shit on this guy okay the article the article is garbage though yes that's just that's just that's just my uh, unbiased opinion. That's your con that's your confirmation bias. That's speaking. my that's my confirmation <laughs> biased opinion. I love that we've said this like at least three or four times now. Like he's a I'm sure he's a good guy. I'm sure he is, but the, the article is garbage. The thing is, I don't know why we so we, like it's not like he's ever going to hear this. You never will um, hear this. He's not. It's not like he's ever going to hear this. But like, I want to make like. Like I would hate, I'm sure that I don't, there's no, not even a date on this article when I look at it on the website. So it's like, I don't know how long ago this was, this was published. Like, is I he tried suddenly, finding something. if he's suddenly going to be like, it's like, I published this thing like five years ago. Why are these people coming for me now? Is that what's going to happen? But like, I, I just, like, I don't know how long ago this, this, this article came out, but I, I don't know. I'm just, I don't like, know. It just doesn't feel scientific to not cite your own paper. Well, just like it, just just more than that. There's no, it's all it's all. There's opinion. no information. Yeah. No, it's all opinion. On social media, we asked a little while back. We came across an article stating that there was no such thing as an introvert or an extrovert. Jess and Phil got our backs up about this. We're gonna dig into this a bit in an upcoming episode. So we ask you, what do you think? How does this make you feel? Louise said, I'm either an introvert or I really just loathe people. <laughs> wow. Way to confirm his bias. <laughs> I mean, this is, there's, there's, there's a thing about, you know, if you, if you follow the, the introvert subreddit, you'll see posts and people will be like, sometimes people will be like, I've just discovered I'm an introvert. And because I hate people and I hate being around like all this stuff. And there, you'll almost always see like a bunch of comments that are like, this is social anxiety, not introvert. But I mean, we've talked about how sometimes they go hand in hand, but they are separate things. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I have, I have times when I loathe people. I think we all do. We all have mm -hmm. those moments. And I'm sure some extroverts have it too. It's just that I think that, Introverts just really are more likely to hit that point faster. Mm -hmm. Lee, 
Leanne says, rude. Although someone in an online course I'm taking right now alluded in an assignment to so-called self-proclaimed introverts who call themselves that to avoid having to participate in discussions during in-person classes. I take online courses so I don't have to deal with people in person. <laughs> I really so. enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not why I identify as an introvert. I mean, I'm taking online courses so I don't have to be around you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've, that's, like, I just, that's, I that's love literally that. Yeah. That's literally that. I love it. I yeah. love it. No. Melanie says, as an ambivert, it's a spectrum. I believe in the both and rather than the either or. There are introverts, extroverts, and ambiverts. And to that, I would add, and flavors in between. Absolutely. I like to think of it as like a Neapolitan ice cream. like. You could, you can, you can go just like one line. You could be like, I'm just, I just like, I just have the chocolate line or I just have the strawberry line. Or maybe you're just like, I'm, I just have the vanilla line. Or you can take like a swipe across and like get some chocolate, some vanilla and some strawberry. Like there's so many flavors in between and there, there is no, there is no and or. That's right. There's no both. And some of us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And some of us throw out the strawberry part of the Neapolitan ice cream. So, I mean, it is shit. No. Um, <laughs> sorry to people who really like the strawberry ice cream. Okay. This is one of those, 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 those screen names that, that has all kinds of symbols in it. So I'm doing my best with it, but I'm, I might be pronouncing it incorrectly, but it's ab I there's a three in there. So I have no idea. It makes me wonder who wrote that article. I feel what I am is my business and they can publish whatever they like. It's their cup of tea. I just won't tolerate being treated unjustly by these people. And that's what we're saying. Absolutely. I I just, oh my gosh, I'm going to go off. I'm going to no, fill I mean, take I, over. I mean, and I think the thing is that, like I said, calling myself an introvert has not harmed me in any way. It has made me a more content person as I move through the world. It has made it easier for me to deal with social situations by accepting how I need to do that, how I can, uh, what I need to do uh, to, to, to do that. How much rest do I need beforehand? How much rest do I need after? What do I need to do it? These are things that have made my life better. In which case, mm -hmm. if that helps me, what business is it of yours, what I call myself? You don't have to participate in the MBTI if you don't want to. You can walk away. It's sure. optional. Sure. I just think that, that like he's suggesting that something is harmful that mm -hmm. isn't harmful. And it helps it, a it, lot quote, of people. It, it worsens your life. It has in no way worsened my life. No. In no way. It has made my relationship stronger. And it has made my focus more efficient. So here's a burning question. Mm -hmm. Have we learned oh. anything today? Or have we just learned? Is this like a lesson in how to get Phil and Jess fired up? It's usually me firing you up. 
with something I found online and it's watching. True. Yeah. And I take a lot of pleasure in that. That is, I know that is, I, yeah, I get a lot of glee out of it. I feel I have heard people say that they don't think introversion and extroversion is a thing. They say, you know, I don't like labels. I don't like it. And it's again, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I have not labeled myself though. I have not put myself into a box there. I, in fact, it has allowed me to step out of my box mm-hmm. and step on top of it and move to where I need to go in order to succeed. So I feel more rest assured in the good that you and I are doing with having these conversations and allowing people to have the space to talk about these things and to have that safety to be able to say, this is who I am. I feel better knowing who I am. I feel I have the tools Mm -hmm. to be able to navigate through the things that are uncomfortable. Before accepting that I was an introvert when I would fight against it, Every day was a failure because I didn't speak to somebody on the subway or I didn't go to some networking event or I left early at a party or I found myself at some event and I was standing in the corner. Every interaction with a crowd or a large group of people or or something like that was a failure. And that is that harmed me more than anything else. Being able to accept that I'm an introvert has allowed me to understand what I need to do to succeed in those situations and has not harmed me in any way. The knowledge of how I interact in social situations has only made my life better. The self-awareness that I have experienced has been key in my successes, in fact. Because now I I am very aware of what I need to succeed. I am very aware of the people around me. And I feel it's made me more empathetic. (laughs) 